This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Event Owl, who's helping clients across the nation elevate virtual, hybrid, and live events. Learn more at eventowl.com. Thanks for joining us and enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce podcast. Very excited today. And I'm going to say that the only way we could actually pull this off is thanks to Zoom. So we're very pleased that we can bring to you uh, Madeline Tukor, who is president of the Children's Movement of Florida. She's actually based in Miami, South Florida, my hometown. Madeline, it's great to see you. Thanks for being with us. Great to see you as well, Sue. You know, I, I think that we, um, we, we are always have to find the positives, and I would definitely say Zoom has definitely become the positive for us to connect and meet one another and also recognize that we both have missions in, com- in common, and we're going to talk a little bit about that because this is so important uh, to our community in the Tallahassee area and really the work that the Chamber of Commerce is doing. Uh, we had rolled out, many of our listeners know, we've rolled out three priority areas as a Chamber of Commerce, one of them being community and prosperity. And I would say we are directly aligned with the Children's Movement of Florida and what you are working on and with regards to our efforts with kindergarten readiness, third grade reading scores, and really the future of our community. So if you can maybe let our listeners know a little bit about the Children's Movement of Florida, and then we can kind of get into some examples of the great work that's being done. Sure. So the the Children's Movement of Florida is uh, about 10 years old under the current name, but a movement that has been building for 20 years since uh, the the passage of our VPK um, amendment in Florida, allowing every four-year-old an opportunity for for early learning, um, and some of the CSCs, the Children's Services Councils that have passed around the state, really building on that momentum. And so we are uh, a movement of Floridians insisting on greater investment in children's early years, really focused on the zero to five years and advocating for policies and programs that help across three pillars. Uh, We want all children to have access to high quality, nurturing, stimulating early learning opportunities that contributes to that kindergarten readiness you were talking about. Uh, We're looking at healthcare access because we know that when children are healthy, they're ready to learn. And then the third pillar is parent support. And that means uh, parents having the information they need to support their children's development, but also recognizing that we cannot um, change the life of a child without also touching the lives of their parents. And and the parents need to be supported. Uh, Families need economic self-sufficiency to um, offer the best opportunities for their children to thrive. Well, you know, Madeline, we were talking earlier uh, how important it is for the business community uh, to be in partnership with the Children's Movement of Florida and also our obviously our local initiatives and very proud of our community that we recently passed our Children's Services Council. Uh, and we have great partners in our communities that we're going to talk about some of these programs that that really are, are putting uh, resources, not only for our employers, but our employers, employees, families. And, and those that are impacted. I know, um, for instance, we were talking about a couple programs, the Bosses for Babies uh, and Reading Pals. Let's talk a little bit, if we can, about the Bosses for Babies and how important that is um, that you see for businesses to really interact and, and maybe get more information through the Chamber of Commerce on, on that programming and what it means for, for employers and their employees. 
Absolutely. I mean, this program was really born out of our partnership with the Florida Chamber and the, the business community at the state level saying kindergarten readiness matters because it is a predictor of third grade reading, which is a predictor of uh, 10th grade reading and high school graduation. And, and we know that this is a workforce issue across two generations. You know, when, when we are supporting um, families and, and, and working parents, you're allowing them to show up to work and, and care for their families. But when you are focused on early learning, you're also shaping the future workforce. I mean, when you talk about the promise of preschool, this is where children are really learning how to communicate and collaborate and problem solve and build the foundation for critical thinking that you see in these job descriptions for the open jobs all across our state. And so it is really critical that this message get out through, through the chambers that, that we look at um, those numbers for kindergarten readiness and, and what the levers are for change. And at, at, at the movement, you know, I mentioned we advocate um, on behalf of children. So a lot of this is watching the early learning policy and doing what we can in Tallahassee to change, whether it's the policy or, or the funding. But the other side is business has a huge role to play. We cannot rely on government to solve uh, for issues with community prosperity. And so our bosses for babies was born to think about what are the ways that business can get involved, whether that is through community investments and philanthropy, uh, through uh, what I would call reinvesting in your own employees and looking at family-friendly practices or policies, or as advocates. Uh, and, and that doesn't just mean talking to your legislators. I mean, this conversation we're having right now is a form of advocacy, just sharing the message. And, and we're, we tell business leaders all the time, walking into every board you sit on, every community group, and making sure that people are aware of the opportunity to focus on young children and, and how it affects the lifespan for the community is, is really critical. You know, and I think um, what, what the great work has to be done at the state level, and also our hope and our role is to really be supportive on a local level. And I know that's a lot of the leadership on our board of directors, Jay Smith, who's our current chairman, and Sharon James, who's uh, our volunteer chair for this committee, really have worked hard to emphasize this. And, and we think it's important that um, we do get out in the community and we talk about it. And uh, we also provide information to our businesses. And I know we've done that in the past. And uh, at the end here, we'll, we'll ask the best way for people to find out more information and our businesses, but also as a chamber, we want to be that resource as well to connect with great partners uh, on a local level and state level. You know, I think an, another program that uh, we're very proud to participate in, and I know it's the Reading Pals created by the Children's Movement of Florida and partnership and implementing with the United Way of the Big Ben. I mean, that is, that is something that our listeners can get involved with. And um, maybe if you can also share some of the best practices or some of the models out there that you've seen that, that work the best and have the greatest impact. Sure, so Reading Pals is a program we're, we're very proud of uh, that started with the Barnett family and, and Carol Barnett, who has been a real pillar in promoting literacy across our state um, and, and thrilled that, that the Big Bend is, is part of it. It's in 15 to 17 communities in Florida right now and pairs a volunteer 
reader mentor with a child to, uh, or two children at a time, depending on whether you're on Zoom these days or, or in person in our, in our pre and hopefully post COVID times. Um, but we know, you know, relationships are the basis of how babies' brains, how young children's brains are built. And when, when you think about teaching a child to read, there is a science to it. And, and there is some real instruction that needs to happen. But a lot of it too is just fostering that love of reading and creating that back and forth communication that literally builds children's brains and fires those neurons in, in ways that make that time of life so magical. Um, but, um, you know, reading pals and, and volunteering to read with children is certainly not the only way to impact kindergarten readiness in the community. Some of the kinds of things that, that we've seen from other organizations are, um, you know, there's, we've got a, a few uh, bosses for babies that I can think of right in Tallahassee, and many of them are probably members of yours. Um, one is Michelle Eubin, who's the president and partner at SAC Media, and they are just all about promoting children's issues. Um, we've got Eddie Gonzalez-Lumier, who's the CEO of Ruvos, and I love the approach they've taken. I mean, they sort of hit all the pillars of Bosses for Babies, but one that is really important is setting the tone for a family-friendly workplace. Um, and, you know, when when you're interviewing someone who is a parent, you know, there's sometimes a worry of like, what if I have to take my child to the doctor? Um, you know, do I do I need to take PTO for that? Do I is, is that going to be looked at as though I'm not contributing as much as other employer employees? And when you have an employer who sets the tone and says, hey, I'm taking my son to the pediatrician. Um, I'll see you in an hour. Um, call me if you need me. That's very different than a boss who says, I, um, you know, got a meeting, be back in an hour. And when, when you do it that first way of being open about your own family needs, you're setting the tone in the organization that, that others don't have to parent silently either. Um, so we think that's really important. Yeah, I think those are great examples. And um, to your point, I mean, I, I've observed firsthand Saks Media and Michelle and Ron and just the environment, as well as Eddie's, I've, you know, being out of his office, actually, and just seeing it and living it and being in, the, in their, I'll call it their break room, but it's really their area and just watching, seeing all the information that they have put, put up with regards to their employees and their families, it's key. You know, and I think with post-COVID, I, I think those businesses are going to really recognize and emphasize how important this is going to continue to be. And, and I'm very proud of our businesses here locally because I think they have really weathered the storm. Um, most of them, for those that haven't, obviously, it's been a very, very challenging year. But I think our businesses, our local businesses, really know how important this is, especially as we move into um, our summer and our school year that's approaching. And just what the new uh, workspace is gonna look like as well as time frame, And I think that's something that we also wanna promote that Tallahassee is a, is, is, is a community that offers a lot of different work environments. Right. Talent recruitment is so important. Since, and I think that's, that's the competitiveness and that's what we wanna really wanna highlight as a value right. community. 
And, and Sue, I think you mentioned at the beginning your pillar on, on community prosperity, but as you're talking and, and, and as we think about Baltimore for Babies, I'm thinking about your other pillars of, of talent um, and, and workforce development, of economic competitiveness, and, 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 and also you know, thinking about the world we live in today and the headlines we've seen about the importance of childcare, about you know, parents working from home or otherwise schooled, open or closed, and 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 what are, you know, how are, how are families making this work? And we we did a survey. Uh, let's see, this was uh, end of last year, a survey of working parents and and what their needs are and and what their experiences have been, and we found that sixty percent of parents have had to leave a job or, or make a decision related to their employment because of childcare. And I, there's, there's a statistic from the Bureau of Labor Statistics nationally that 80% of our employees all across the country are parents. So when you think about that, you know, the environments you create um, that uh, you know, they really dictate the pool of available talent. And we are gonna miss out on a whole lot of, of working parents who are ready to contribute uh, if we're not creating workplaces that are ready for them. I would agree. And, and I think we must be focused on that. I know we opened with you uh, talking about your statewide advocacy. I know with legislative session behind us, but you all had a successful, you, I, I say you, it's really we, our state and, and really yeah. our children. Um, highlight that for us because I think that is really important as we move forward. Sure. Well, so some of your listeners may have seen in, in the press a transformational piece of early learning legislation was passed this year. And, and when you read the headlines, you see words like accountability, VPK, taxpayer dollars, better spent. But I just want to paint a picture for you of, of how significant this is. I mean, we in our state right now, we are measuring the effectiveness of our VPK programs based on an assessment that's given in the first 30 days of kindergarten. You know, where, uh, how is a student uh, showing that they know their letters and letter sounds and, and, and things like that? And then those scores reflect back on the preschool they attended and they say, you know, did the preschool do their job? Yes or no? How much percent, uh, you know, if their students are ready for kindergarten? Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about what's important in preschool, that learning how to communicate, collaborate, work as a team, you know, all of those things. And it just seems to me that when you're measuring knowledge of letters and letter sounds to, to tell whether a preschool is doing their job, you're really missing a big piece of the picture. And so the legislation that's just passed that, that's imagining a new accountability structure for, for preschool keeps those measures of student outcomes. They're really important but adds in the learning gains. You know, where did a child come into preschool and, and how far did they go in, in that year? Um, which, which helps to incentivize schools not to turn away children who might be a little bit behind or who might have a special learning need. Um, and then it also adds in measures of teacher-child interactions. And that we know is the real magic. A four-year-old might not show you on one day what they know consistently. You know, the, the, the tests are not quite as valid at that age. Um, and so you have to look at the inputs. You know, is, is a teacher creating the kind of environment where how and why questions are being asked? Um, is, is the classroom set up for exploration? Because these are the kinds of things that, that lead to 
um, children who are truly ready across domains, who, who have their gross motor skills, who run and jump and collaborate and, and, and all the things that you want a kindergartner to come in with. Um, and, and I always say it's sort of a down payment for our K-12 system when, when you're helping to get children ready to, to learn. Um, and, and if they do need to catch up on letters and letter sounds, it's a lot easier for the kindergarten teacher to do it if they're, if they're truly ready. So to me, that, that um, legislation is really significant to measure what matters and, um, and bring a, a, a new accountability to our VPK program. Well, you know, it, it, thank you for explaining. That. I think that's really important and timely. And I think, you know, for us to, to really recognize why, why is this so important for a chamber of commerce? Because it's everything you've just outlined. If, if, if we must take care of our youth at the earliest age possible and, and do everything in our role. And there is a role for local business owners because as you stated with the statistics, Many, we all, many of us, a high, high percentage, are parents ourselves. And so we're in the schools or we're trying to get in the schools, but we need to, as businesses, really provide the opportunity to be in the schools ourselves, but also let our employees be in there because it's just so important. You know, I, I think this is, there's a lot more we're going to talk about. I, I think our listeners will hear us continue to bring back uh, information on programming. I know as a Chamber of Commerce, we're actually currently working with Leon County Schools uh, to roll out in the next month or so our classroom connection, which is a oh, good yeah. businesses in every single kindergarten class uh, this coming fall. And so to our listeners, those keep an ear out. If you're interested in that, reach out to us because we, we want to succeed and, and really be at 100% for fall uh, and make sure we do that to support our, our local school system. You know, Madeline, you, you live this every day. Thank you for your time. Uh, anything else you want to share with our listeners as far as resources or just uh, uh, an outreach to them as well? Well, a, a couple things. Uh, thinking about your classroom connection and your partnership with the school district, I'm reminded of something else significant that's happening in your community, which is joining the, the grade level reading campaign. Um, and I think the acknowledging that if we want all children reading by third grade, you're actually adopting kindergarten classrooms. That, that's significant. And, and so the Florida Grade Level Reading Campaign, and, and we've supported them in this, also has a, a texting service called Early Care. And I, I can, uh, I'll have to get the exact sign up for you um, that we can share on social media after this. Um, but it's a, if for any parents of young children, a, a zero to eight, you get a text twice a week to remind you of a, a way to play with your children, something like that. It's, it's a really neat um, thing that employers can share with employees with young children or, or that, uh, that they can sign up for themselves. Um, and then the other thing I would say is please join us. Um, it's very easy. Visit www.bossesforbabies.com. Uh, take a look at um, a commitment that you can make to support kindergarten readiness in, in your community and, uh, and be part of this movement, um, bringing a strong start to all Florida children. Wonderful. Well, Madeline, thank you. It was wonderful to meet you. And it's nice to know how much we have in common with regards to our, our passions and our priorities. So best to you. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing each other face to face. I look forward to it. Thanks, Madeline. Thank you.